Welcome to the Red Dove. We are women storytellers, and our stories center on Black women, activism, and mental health. I'm Liz. And I'm Rainey. So today we want to talk about some bullshit. Um, (laughs) I don't know why I said it like that. That was unnecessary. No, you're right, though. It is complete bullshit that we even have to talk about this. I think it is. And it's just something that I've been noticing on the media. And I hate to even give this person any more space than this person already has. But I think we need to talk about the attention we give this person and how we let this person take up so much air and how we're only concerned about how this person is fucking up when he reacts to certain people when he's been like this for a long time. And that person is... Drum roll. Kanye West. Okay. Let's just, let's just get it out there. I mean, what, uh, what was it? Barack Obama said it best. What did he call him? An asshole? <laughs> did he? I love it. You remember he was on a yeah. hot mic. Obama was like on a hot mic. And he was yes. <laughs> but like, in all seriousness, I am, I am so tired of my phone going off. And it's saying Kanye West says, Kanye West does. Like, we give so much energy to this fool. And if you like him, like, good for you. But, like, he's an absolute fool. He's an absolute fool. He does these ridiculous stunts. He's so incredibly harmful to the Black community, to a lot of different communities. And he is allowed to get away with it because... Every time I mention it, people are like, oh, but his album was really good. I just, I or think you refer, just... like, I like old Kanye. Yeah, right. So that's okay to listen to the music. Yeah, right. Like, right. I'm just like, like just but... cancel him. Yeah, he's just, he's not. And you know, this coming from, I'm a person who I kind of have a problem with how quick cancel culture just destroys things. Like, I feel like sometimes like cancel culture doesn't leave any room for dialogue and civil discourse and you're not going to get along with everyone. And, you know, you have to learn how to disagree, agree to disagree. And, you know, I don't believe that canceling is always the right action. And a lot of times I think it's not the right action because, you know, we can't want freedom of speech in one moment and then not in the next, you know, that being said, fucking Kanye West. I just, (laughs) So here's my problem with him. And my problem honestly started with Kanye years ago. I have not liked Kanye West for a long time. The way he preys on women has been problematic from the get-go. The way he has talked to women. Sorry, could you hear that? That was my dryer. No, can you hear Ray? Yes. All right, hold on. Okay. Goddamn dog. She's such a loser. She just had to come in the room to shut up. She was sitting outside the door. And now that she's here, she won't do anything. So, yeah, he's Kanye West has been problematic for a long, long time. And I think that he's given so many passes. And I honestly am. I get upset with how many passes he gets. And sometimes even from the black community, I think he gets a lot of passes that he should not get. 
And I find it problematic because he continues to be really unhealthy and we watch him kind of spiraling and it's the shit show and the same grace and is never awarded to women. You know, just a couple of examples, the way he treated Taylor Swift at those award shows where he took her spotlight. Like, you know, I have lots of things to say about, you know, obviously white women in media and I know I was like I totally agreed with him it's like Beyonce should have won right and I think she should (laughs) have but I don't think that was his place to take that from her that wasn't something she did directly you know that was she was voted for you go with the institutions but like she was a young girl she had nothing to do with that that was a cruel thing to do to her like she wasn't the problem in that point it was more the system you know so he's directing this anger at this young girl that I thought was really ugly. I thought that was ugly to take that away from her. Yes, I agree. Beyonce should have gotten it, but that had nothing to do with Taylor Swift. You know, like right. she was a kid. The way that he has attacked women in the past and nobody has ever slapped his hands the right way. I mean, so we've watched the last few weeks or few months, really. We've just been watching a downward spiral from him for a few years now, but yeah, it really amped up when he got with Kim Kardashian. You know, Dove listeners, if you don't know, I am the I am no fan of the Kardashians. <laughs> you don't keep up. I I would like to throw up. <laughs> I I think that they appropriate black culture. They take from black culture and they do not give back. They they are famous for their proximity to black people, but they get the accolades, but none of the consequences. I have a real problem with the Kardashians. I really do. But I have a bigger problem with a woman being publicly abused and no one saying anything about it. And that's what we saw Kanye do when Kim was like, I'm not, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to leave. I mean, that he was making like death threats and stuff against her man, you know, I mean, watching all of that. And I don't even follow celebrity news like this. This is how much it was pushed on me. I don't, I am not a TMZ watcher. I don't give a shit about celebrities for the most part. Like, I'm like, I don't care. For it to have trickled down to me, I'm like, this is ridiculous, you know? that, And everybody's just making fun of it, making jokes. Like, oh, ha ha, well, he's just an artist. And he's just upset. He just wants his family back. We made it's so just many- Kanye. It's just Kanye. That's just who he is. But- when you take away all of the fame and all of the rich and all of the wealth Mm -hmm. at its core, we are watching a man abusing a woman, a woman who's like, I don't want any more contact with you. I don't want to be in this relationship and a man not taking no for an answer. If he wasn't rich, this would be totally different. You wouldn't know about it. But I mean like, well, people who don't have the resources to fight i mean you know right the notoriety too the famous aspect and it's sick to watch the media make it a joke like clickbait so also they're indirectly profiting from eyeballs on their site reading this crap instead of someone standing up and stopping him if this had been someone that was not famous and wealthy we wouldn't know about it. And that's like the flip side is like, maybe we should know more about what survivors go through that aren't rich and famous. But on the other hand, 
this would be handled completely different if he wasn't rich and famous. And there's not everybody loves Kim. Like she's like not, me. Yeah. So there's that at, and me. There's that aspect too, right? Like nobody feels guilty that this is happening to her. That's my interpretation. Right. And and that's a problem. It's a problem to be like, well, because I don't like her as a person, it's okay to watch her abuse. And that's not okay. I don't like her as a person. I think that how she got famous and how why she's famous to this day, I still don't quite understand. Like existing doesn't seem to be enough to be famous and rich. I exist too. Why don't I have millions of dollars? <laughs> Gonna work on your yeah. sex tape. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, and no shade to sex workers, but like everybody does it. Right. Everybody does it. It's like there's nothing overly talented about it, you know? But taking all of that aside, at the end of the day, she's still a woman. And she still deserves to be able to leave a relationship she doesn't want to be in any longer and not have this, not have somebody not take no for an answer. And a man who doesn't take no for an answer is a scary man. I don't care who you are. It's scary, you know, because we have lived in a society where it has been okay for men to take what they want and push past lines and decide, yeah, I can do what I want because I'm a man over and over and over again. And that that supersedes even color lines, you know? We yeah. have seen that a lot of times. And, and sometimes that I worry about is that sometimes people, at least from my point of view, people in the black community don't want to say negative things about other black people in mixed company. Like we want this this unit of solidarity, but I'm like, we don't stand, we should not be standing behind bullshit. Or celebrities shouldn't be role models like that thing too. Yeah. Like they really should not be role models. I mean, think of how long it took for fucking R. Kelly to finally go behind bars. Oh, it was a joke. Everybody knew it, but everyone's like, but that soundtrack on Space Jam. <laughs> like, is it I Can Fly? Was that him? Yeah, I believe I can fly. Wasn't I thought that was Seal? No, he Seal did do a soundtrack on Space Jam, but it wasn't that. Right. Space Jam side tour. <laughs> right. But it was this heavily known secret. I mean, how many times did we see comedians making references to it and joking about the evil bullshit he was doing? And it was just like, it's okay. If we peel back the onion a bit, because I didn't really pay attention to Kanye or the celebrity gossip news of Kanye, which is like, why is it there? Maybe this should be taken more seriously and put in other news spaces. But anyway, I digress. When I got when you were talking to me about this, I started to educate myself more on the topic. I watched this whole thing. He it's it abusers have patterns and it's cyclical. And when you look at his relationship with Amber Rose, it was the same behavior. He started it out um by it was like they called it love bombing, but it was like telling Amber Rose not just what to wear, buying it for her right. and like just 
find what she wore, when she would wear it, and the exact parallel behavior went on with Kim. It actually was on... They, they showed a clip. I did not watch this episode, but they showed a clip of the uh, Keeping Up with Kardashians. He's on it. He just bought Kim a whole new wardrobe. So it's like this pattern of control. And then with Amber Rose, it was it was a different power dynamic. The way she described it, it was more of like, you're nothing without me type of vibe, which she couldn't get away with with Kim. But we see patterns of abuse and in this case it's like cisgendered male on female violence domestic violence and then when they want to break free that's when Kanye flips and becomes like the bad guy to Amber Rose like not like cyber bullying but like worse than that was the whole album my dark fantasy I want to say Mm-hmm. which I loved and I used to refer to as the old Kanye. I was horrified when I real when I learned what my dark fantasy it was about Amber Rose in a negative sort of a way. So you see this I see the same thing that he did with Kim. Could what do you think about patterns of abuse? Like this is why it's so scary. It's like we shouldn't be laughing about this. Like this is real shift for some people it is and i think this even scarier thing is kim's proximity to whiteness and wealth i think garnered her more sympathy than amber rose ever got yeah you know like amber rose she was just the laughing stock. you know everyone was like well she was i don't know if she was an exotic dancer i, I feel like she was something along the lines of those industries which yeah i think so doesn't matter, right? A job is a job is a job. I, you know, that doesn't mean you deserve any less respect. So exactly. So, but he basically had his fun with her. And then when she was like, ah, this isn't working. And then he railed against her. And then he used that against her. Uh, he said something really nasty about having to shower 10 or 11 times just to be with Kim after being with Amber. And it's like, you, you laid in bed with Amber over and over and over again. And now you want to act like, there's something up with it. I mean, Amber Rose is gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Yeah, but like absolutely. And we talk about it. And, you know, I don't want it to happen to Kim either. But Amber Rose got the worst end of that as a black woman. Right. Like she got that and nobody gave it a second thought. And yes, people still made fun. And it was still on SNL with, you know, Kim Kardashian. And we still made fun. And it shouldn't have been made fun of at all. But People were more like, what is happening? This is, this is, this is scary behavior. The conversation was finally ready to be had when Kanye crossed that line and started encroaching on what people felt was proximity to whiteness. He has made derogatory comments about different people over and over and over again. But it feels like the minute it, it, it gets closer to anybody who is close proximity to whiteness, that's when people are like, Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Not my Kim. Right, right. Not right. my Kim. Yeah. Now it's time to settle down. Like, you know, he got dropped from Adidas and all of that stuff after making those anti-Semitic comments, which he should have, right? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, he said some really awful fucking shit. But he said awful shit before that about black people. And no one dropped him when he talked about 
black people were slaves because they wanted to be slaves. When he said absolutely horrific stuff about black people then and our mindset and running around with white lives matter, which is just antithetical to so much struggle that the black community has been through the last three or four years with George Floyd and everything. But nobody wanted to cancel him over that. No one wanted to cancel him when he was saying those things, when he was really just Candace Owensing it up, you know, and Stacey dashing it up. No one wanted to say anything about that. He's a free thinker, you know, not all black people think alike. Like, no, we don't. Like, I'll be the first to say not all black people are monoliths, but have the same energy. If you weren't worried about what he was saying when he was disparaging people of color, when he was disparaging Amber Rose, why are we up in arms now? Because he was disparaging a minority whose proximity to whiteness was is much closer than African Americans who are also minorities. Right. Which is what you're saying. I'm just Yeah. Yeah. And and, and that's and that's a problem. Because that's, that's money. That contract he lost, I I don't have the numbers in front of me. That was a very significant hit to his checkbook. But even drop forget that. Dropping him was a financial decision that they didn't feel they needed to make when he was saying this same reprehensible comments about African Americans. Yeah. And there's something to be said about that. You know, and the fact that he's allowed to do these things, and I'm going to take it back to another white woman, Britney Spears. Okay, yes. Do you remember, was it what, 10, 15 years ago, Britney had a mental breakdown, you know, ran around without underwear, shaved her head, right? But everything she did was directed toward herself. It wasn't self-harm. It was just like, I need to control myself. And they put her on a conservation ship. For years under the control of a man, her father. Right. And she just got out of that as a grown woman. She just got free from that. And that was okay. That was okay for years. But the same is not done to Kanye. And again, these aren't color lines I'm talking about. I'm talking strictly gender lines right now. Mm -hmm. A woman behaves in a way that is not problematic quite in the same way right like Britney Spears had children too you know and she was doing some stuff that was like like, oh she okay but then they took all of her freedom away they they imprisoned her in her own home Kanye is able to say these things do these things and that discussion is never brought up why why is it Oh, not okay for a woman to shave her head and flash her, you know, lady bits because she's not wearing a dress or underwear under her dress. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, what's going on that? But Kanye can go around saying the problematic stuff he's saying and that's not happening. And then, you know, one of the biggest things that I freaking hate is when people are like, but he lost his mom. That's not to discredit how painful losing a parent is. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I I couldn't imagine what it's like to lose a parent. But that does not give you the right to abuse someone else because you lost a parent. Like, you don't get a pass. You don't get to do that. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that's just not how it works. It's not, I lose a parent and I'm hurting, so I get to make everyone else hurt and everyone else just has to deal with it because 
It's the coddling, too, giving him an excuse and calling Brittany a whore. Exactly. And it just, it just doesn't make sense to me. It just, it's just such a double standard, you know, and it's so right in our faces. And we just keep allowing ourselves to be spoon fed this bullshit. We have to be able to call out our own. Just like we push white allies when we tell our white allies, go get your person, go get your white ally, go get that white person. We have to be willing to do the same thing. We have to go get our black people that are saying ridiculous things or make it very publicly known. Like, no, nah, man, I can't rock with you. You're doing you're doing some bullshit and you're harmful. Just because he's black, right? And, you know, he makes good music. He's still an abuser. And that's not okay. So, you know, where's the resistance? How do we resist? We resist by, I think one of the most powerful things is naming stuff. How can we fight something if we don't have a proper name for it? Kanye is an abuser. He's abusive. It's not artistic. It's not funny. It's not sense of humor. He's he's abusive. And once you start naming it, then you can start dealing with it. But if we can't name it, if we can't call a spade a spade, then you're not even playing the right game. So I, I think that we have to call this shit out when we see it and call out people who make excuses for it. Don't make excuses for this behavior. It's not okay for anyone. doesn't matter, you know? And, and I think sometimes as black people, we kind of feel like we have to defend the actions of other black people sometimes. Like, you know, because I think that a lot of white people sometimes look at us as monoliths. So we're like, well, if you tear this one person down, it's all of us. But we have to break out of that trauma response of having to protect every black person because they could be reflected on us. You have nothing to do with Kanye West. His actions are his own. You are not a monolith. You do not have to defend him. Don't defend him. What he's doing is wrong. And it's okay to say he's wrong. That's fucked up. What do you think? I like the suggestion about naming it. And I would use that in my everyday, day-to-day life, speaking with people, because we have to change the culture. And that, our access to that is our day-to-day interactions with the people in our life and on our social media. So I think naming it and speaking out and shining a light of truth on it, as Ida B. Wells t- taught us, is very important. There, there needs to be a cultural shift of a, abuse of any form is unacceptable. Domestic abuse is unacceptable. That's what this appears to be. That is no not okay. Where were the boycotts of Adidas when he was saying this stuff um, about black people? Like, where was the call for the boycotts or... I think we need to uh, look at our organizing and start prioritizing domestic abuses in Mickey Kendall's Hood Feminism. It's a great book. 
But she advances the argument that uh, true feminism should be concentrating on eliminating or fighting against or resisting domestic violence and gun violence because it disproportionately affects black women in the lower economic tier. So this Kanye thing, getting to this point on the national stage to me is like, we absolutely have to name this, like you said, and start normalizing respecting women so naming it is a very practical important first step that we can all do in changing the culture also there's um i was thinking about something there's a organization here in new jersey that we support but there's uh organizations like that probably right where you live who support financially emotionally or otherwise survivors who have recently gotten out of a domestic abuse relationship because if they live in america the chances are there's zero social safety net to help those people transition out of a domestic abuse situation so there's great organizations out there that provide housing food uh clothing and they're always looking for donations one of the things that uh, uh we, if we if it's not money we donate they need sanitary napkins. They need things for when they're on their period, like that kind of supply. So if you're able to put any type of money towards supporting grassroots nonprofits that are helping people who are brave enough to remove themselves from a scary situation like that, like that is also a great way to resist. That's showing through your money that you do not find that acceptable. Absolutely. I think so. I mean, putting your money where your mouth is, is huge. We put our money when things that we think are important. Do we uh, boycott all of his music now? See, I don't know. I think that's like a, I think that's a personal thing. Like I, I personally don't buy anything. I don't, I don't add to his fortune at all, but if I heard somebody listening to his songs before, I'm not going to think like you hate women because you listen to a Kanye West song. And I think right. that's kind of where my problem with cancel culture goes is like, you know, there's still art and it's still like, you know, as much as I don't like him, he's still an artist and he made great music, you know? So to act like that's no longer the case and be like, Oh, well he's awful. And th I think that you have to do what you feel is best for you. In a way that doesn't continue to make him profit. What but about I can going to one of his concerts? No, I personally. Right? That's not canceling him like he ceases to exist, but it's also, it's not adding to his pocket. Right. Like the songs you listen to by him, right? Like do it on Spotify where he's not making a lot of money off of that or YouTube or something, you know? They make money off of that. On if Spotify? I listen to their thing on Spotify, say, or YouTube, the artist makes money? I think if you hit so many likes wow. or views, YouTube I did will. not know that. Okay. I used to keep listening to my dark fantasy. But then when I learned about Amber Rose and, like, you and I, off air, we've been talking about this. I can't listen to it anymore. And that's my personal choice. But, I, no, I'm not even 
going to listen to it. I'm not going to say, like, oh, he's not a great artist. What I'm saying is, like, the abuse on women, to me, is more significant. And I don't, no disrespect, but there's a lot of great artists. So I will be okay listening to other things in my playlist. But that's just me. Personal no, I, I absolutely agree. Like, I used to love R. Kelly. There were songs that I loved. He had a song, I Wish, that I used to love. And I used to listen to it around Christmas time. There was, like, a chorus of kids singing in it. And I knew the words backwards and forwards. I loved that song. I have not listened to that song in years. My belief in not harming young women is stronger than my like of a two-and-a-half-minute song. Yep. And I can go the rest of my life without it. Yep. You know? And that's not like a, a throwing shade on anybody else either. Like that's not, you have to make your own decision. For me, listening to it, even though he's not making any royalties off it anymore, it just doesn't feel right to me anymore. Knowing he's singing this song, but then harming girls. That's what happened to me. It was like, now I'm not deriving any pleasure from listening to your song. I'm, I'm not getting happy because I know too much now. I know who you are, so it's like what made your song special to me is no longer there for me. Right. It, it gets tainted. And so, you know, how whatever gets tainted or how it taints for you or if it even does, that I think is a personal decision. And that's not for the rest of us to judge. I think just don't put extra money in pockets or like don't retweet him. Oh, you know what? Everyone loves the sneakers. I just realized that, but the Yeezys, Those I spoke so to a lot of medical people. I can't, I work in this building and on another floor, there's a doctor's office. A yeah. lot of them have it. And I asked one one day and she's like, yeah, it's the most comfortable shoe ever. This was before recent events. Yeah. But that's and a I, hard sacrifice to make for, especially a sneaker head. Right. And I'm like, I'm not thinking like, you know, like, you know, if you already have them, don't burn them. Don't be stupid. You know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, but be embarrassed if you wear it out there because I'm going to clown you. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, kidding. no, but kind of. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's my personal choice, too. Right? Oh. No. <laughs> I'm just the kidding. That, they're Don't the ones mean. that look kind of, aren't, aren't they the ones that look kind of like Crocs? Yes. But they have holes in them, and they're like kind of a cream color. Yeah. Yeah, they look kind of like Crocs. And I'm not going to lie. I made fun of Crocs, like, forever. Yes. And one Christmas, my dad got me Crocs. I was like, the hell is this? What are these? And they're fleece lined. And I put them on. I was like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I think it wasn't until the pandemic that I, like, Croc caved. And now I, I love them. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'll never wear these outside of the house. Two days later. Then I'm like, I found myself at Target. And I'm like, oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my God. I'm in Target and Crocs. And not just any Crocs. My dad got me rainbow tie-dye Crocs. Nice. Like they are so bright and loud and fleece lined and they are comfy. And then and then I went to school in them one day. How did that go? My students are all in Crocs too. They're like, Crock-Pod. They started yelling Crock-Pod at me. And I was like, I don't want to be a part of your fucking Crock-Pod. No, 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 no. This is not the part. I'm... I'm 34 years old. I'm not, I'm not ready for this. Crockpot. And now they have like the little gemstones you can put on the whole gibbets. 
Oh, okay. Okay. So you're deep into the crock pot. Perhaps a tad. No, but is that an, so ready. first? Okay. So there's no just kidding. <laughs> but <laughs> you know who sells a lot of gibbets is Amazon. And I fucking hate Amazon, so I don't buy it from there. But they have ones where they're like bling. Like I've saw some women when I was at like Jude's baseball practices. I was uh -huh. like, whoa. Like, it looks amazing. There's ones that they light up. Izzy and I got this pack, and we split them, and they light up when you move. But I got oh these God. new Crocs that are the platform, which you should try. The platform is, like, a tad higher for the shorter ladies out there. Ombre gold to silver. That's the ombre sparkle. Oh, that does sound kind of. No, Liz, right? stop. It goes with everything. And you know, all I wear is like basically black or gray. So it's, I've been getting away with wearing this shit to work. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm living my best life. Oh my God. <laughs> so if that hasn't convinced you to stop buying Yeezys, I don't know what will. Yeah. What? And a Crocs are like, <laughs> what? 300% cheaper? Mm hmm. That's. Okay, that's really huge. That would also really hurt him financially. That is a big step for some of the doves and judgment-free zone. But maybe that's a goal of yours. Like, agree, don't burn it. But wouldn't we really show society how much we don't tolerate an abuser if we cease to buy his shoes? Isn't that a huge statement? And apparently the only goddamn thing they care about is money. Yeah, absolutely. Wasn't he the same guy who tried to sell like a white t-shirt for like $300? Sounds about right. And then like it sold out and it was like people. Yeah. Baby steps, Rainy. Baby steps. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm too cheap. That's the problem. I'm too cheap for it. I'm like, absolutely not. I wear them till they get holes in them. But my kids, whoo, they look fly. <laughs> they look great. <laughs> but also, they grow out of shit. Like, I've had this sweater probably since high school. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, anyway. That's why I, I'm like, I'll get you guys on the tail end. <laughs> when you stand in it, I'm not buying you Nikes that you're going to not wear in three months. It's like, oh, you got yeah. Nikes. No, they don't have, but I mean, they just... They got new shit, newer than my shit. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> I know my kids will be like, you got Nikes? Where are my Nikes? I was like, where's your Nike money? And then right? I'm like, okay, hello, mom from 90s. <laughs> right? But I'm like, my feet also haven't grown real since I was pregnant. No one tells you that, by the way. Your feet grow when you get pregnant. Sorry, that was a tangent. I'm still so good. <laughs> I was thinking if mine did or not. They did. But then they went back. I don't know. Mine never went back. Right. Half a size with my daughter, half a size with my son. So I'm one full shoe size bigger than I was before I had children. Doves, make sure you hug your mom tonight. You have no idea the sacrifices we make. So many. <laughs> Belly buttons never go back. Oh, my God. No one tells you that. There's a crater in the middle of your goddamn body. <laughs> Sorry, that was, oh my God, what a tangent. <laughs> I'm drinking, I'm drinking mold wine that I made and it is, ooh, I'm feeling loose and holiday spirity. Yes. So. Already have the Christmas decorations up. 
I wasted no time. Because you know what? Fuck Thanksgiving. What are we still celebrating this colonizer holiday for? Like, I have no guilt transitioning from uh, Halloween right into Christmas. I give my son's birthday is, like, in the beginning of November. So it's, like, after his birthday, it's full-on winter wonderland over here. I am so here for it. Like, I've always loved Christmas. Christmas is a big thing in my family, though, like, I've always, and I'm so happy that I don't live with a man who hates Christmas anymore. Like, I would want to decorate right after Halloween and he'd be like, it doesn't go up until, like, he'd want to wait till, like, Christmas Eve. And I was like, you monster. (laughs) Red flag. And then he'd be like, it comes down December 26th. I was like, you go, you, you, you can fuck right off. Mm Mm-mm. Our tree, none of our stuff comes down at, at least until January 11th. But that just has to do with my mom was pregnant with me and I was due on Christmas Day. And she was like, none of this stuff comes down until this baby comes home. Oh. So it's been a tradition. None of it ever comes down until after my birthday. Love it. But you said something. I want to read this meme that I saw the other day. It's like, could we without relentlessly criticizing, let people have their pumpkin spice and avocado toast and their fandoms and their D&D and their two early Christmas decorations and whatever little harmless thing in which they've managed to find a tiny shriveled flower of joy. Love it. Put your Christmas tree up. If you have it up until February, we had ours up real late in COVID. We were just like, what's the point? And my daughter was like, why don't we make it a Valentine's Day tree? I was like, it's not a bad idea. (laughs) She was like, we could just change the decorations. Just leave it up all year. And I was like, I actually don't hate that even a little bit. (laughs) It fights depression. Like once the, 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 um, well here, the sun, it gets darker earlier. Does that happen over there? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. Was talking like she lives like in the Arctic. I was like, we're in the same country. <laughs> Is it different in California? <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't get as dark as fast. You know where it gets? I would say like at 3 p.m. It starts feeling like it's starting to get dark. Okay. Like it's like, oh, like it's getting evening-ish. And you're like, oh, it's three. By five, it's like dark. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's the same here. Yeah, <laughs> I learned something every day. This was quite a tangent. I know. <laughs> this went off the rails. I'm still recording, by the way. <laughs> so off the rails. You, this is what happens when we drink on Monday nights. <laughs> well, the resistance, the assignment, if you choose to accept it, is to name it and start talking about it. And stop putting money in pockets if you can. Until next time. I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid.